2: And did a whole bunch of stuff and then came back home, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, in chapter 10, he defeated the whole southern kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. And made an example out of um, the kings that went after him. So, what you think, we can approach chapter 11. If you just heard that he just wiped the floor, God wiped the floor through Joshua with all these kingdoms, do you think that you would try to approach the situation differently? Yes. Yeah, you okay. to
1: surrender.
2: I I don't know about surrendering.
1: <laughs>
2: Given nice did it by trickery. The north um the southern district tried to get together, right? And try to attack the little people. So you would think that the northern campaign would be different, right? Let's see what they do. Let's go to chapter eleven. So it says, when Jabin, the king of Hazar, heard of this, he sent to Joab, the king of madan and the king of Shemron, and to the king of Asherfat, and to the kings who were in the northern hill country, and in Abra the southern of Sharr, and in the lowland, and in Nardor of the west, to the Canaanites in the east and the west, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and the Jebusites in the hill country, and the Hivites under Hermon in the land of Mazah, And they came out with all their troops, a great horde in number, like the sand that is on the seashore, were very many horses and chariots. And all these kings joined their forces and came and camped together in the waters of Miriam to fight against Israel. So, did you do you think that they learned from what happened in chapter ten? No. They so they in chapter ten it says <clears throat> the kings got together to conspire. Now in chapter eleven, the kings came together to conspire. So Gabriel I schemed, they got favor. The Southern decided they gonna pick up um up, going to pick on the little guy. And the northern said we're not gonna wait for them to come and get us. We're gonna get them first, right? Mm-hmm. now historians say that the army was as you can see in the scriptures it said the sands of the seashore mm-hmm. they said that the army was about 300,000 soldiers that came against Israel 100,000 of them was a cavalry <clears throat> 20,000 were chariots so this is one of the largest um, armies that the Israel, fe- Israel and Joshua faced now we know that there's not that many Israelites that's fighting Considering this, let's just understand this. They just got through with their, su- let's, in, in the sin- scheme of um, continuity, they just got through with the Southern cam- campaign. I'm not saying that they just did the Southern campaign and then the next day they fought another war. Let's be realistic, right? Mm-hmm. Because the last time we were here, we found out it was two years between um, uh, Jer- uh, Joshua becoming the leader and the, the walking around Jericho. Mm-hmm. Because we, remember we went, we went to the other book that we had. I had presented the last time, right? Mm-hmm. And in that book, I think it was it was a Jasher, yeah, the book of Jasher that I talked about. It gave us a, an approximate time when all this happened, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying that they fought the Southern Campaign and did all this fighting, and then the next day they fought again. But it had to be relatively close in time, right? Um, and so um let's talk about Hazar. Now Hazar is the largest kingdom in a, in this alliance, and they the they were the largest fortified city in Canaan. So unfortunately for me, I don't have my map, but if you look in the maps in your Bible, you can kind of see where Hazar is in relative in, in relative to where um let's find um M E R O M and you can see that's where Joshua and them were and uh, and where all the other people surrounded them Is everybody in there um looking at what i'm talking about mm-hmm. yeah. so all these all these um uh, nano cord the uh, ocean all these people and it shows all these people came up against the Israelites where the Israelites were right there okay is everybody with me,
1: mm-hmm.
2: does everybody know what a chariot is? Yeah, it's
1: like a horse
2: drawn. Okay, you know what it is, Karen? No. So, have you ever seen the old movies where the um, soldiers are standing up? Oh, and okay. so, okay. that's chariot. Okay, Okay, and they have horses. Okay, now, um, Hazar comes up again in Judges. Um, let's go to Judges 4, verse 1 through 2. And Stacey, when you get that read there, read that for me. Okay.
1: Judges 4, 1 through 2. Mm-hmm. After Ehud had died, the Israelites again did things that the Lord saw as evil. So the Lord gave them over to King Jabin of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera and he was stationed in Hirosheth Hagolim.
2: Okay, so you hear Hazor comes up again in Judges. Now on the bottom of your notes, I gave you a little thing about how the Judges reigned. And according to the research I've done, Moses, was kind of like the first, then Joshua, then the elders, and they go through in Judges what chapter? So Deborah and Barak, which is the chapter in 4 and 5, and we just talked about Ehud, were all um, after Joshua. Mm -hmm. So that means that Israel is going to mess up again, and encounter the same city. Everybody gets me?
1: Yeah.
2: So I just wanted to show you that this city, you know, even though um, even though we're gonna learn something else about the city later, the city comes up again in the Bible, and so I kind of gave you a little bit of a synopsis of how the Book of Judges are, is built up and how uh, in Joshua and, and, and the Judges kind of interact in this in this city where the Canaanites take the Israelites again. Okay. And that's something in the Bible. Israelite mess up and they get in captivity over and over again with almost the same actors or different, you know, descendants of the same actors. Okay? Is everybody with me? Any questions before we move on to
1: verse?
2: Anybody, any questions before we move on to six? Eleven and six. Alright, Stacey, can you pick up at verse 6 in Joshua? 11 and mm-hmm. 6.
1: And the Lord said to Joshua, <coughs> Do not be afraid of them, for tomorrow at this time I will give over all of them slain to Israel. You shall hamstring their horses and burn their chariots with fire.
2: So but- let's, let's stop there. Why did God have to tell Joshua not to be afraid?
1: Because he was afraid.
2: Well, that, that's that's one answer, but what's another answer? Or
3: well, was it a reminder? Because he was already—he was told him that earlier.
2: That could be. What's another answer?
0: By what you said earlier, he was outnumbered by. Thank all, you. Whole it's three
2: hundred. The Bible says <laughs> the sands no, no. of the shore. Yeah. So if you say the sands of the seashore, you can't count the sands of the shore. is just like the hairs on your head, mm. when you, if you have any. You can't count them, right? Right. And so, and you can count them, but it'll take you forever to count them strands of hair, right? So he was outnumbered. So if you have, if you look in and you see 300,000 people, you would understand why God said, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. And so God does again what he does before with Joshua, because Joshua is in tune with God right now. I'm going to hamstring the horses, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And cripple them and you're going to take over them, right? Yeah. And you're going to burn their chariots with fire. <clears throat> That's what he said. Now, why do you think he said hamstring the horses? And what do you think hamstring the horses mean?
0: Well, it's just like a hamstring on an athlete. It's the back of the horse's leg and if you, if you pull that they can't run. It's, too, it's a lot of pain
2: correct and so and why would they burn the chariots is that their I mean that's their their source mm-hmm. for their weapons to take them you know take them around right correct yes. in the Bible in the, in the um, it says they cut the large suit of the ligament mm-hmm. the back of the hock of the rear leg which cripples the horses making them useless that's a good strategy mm-hmm. if these people got horses with chariots they outnumber. Not only do they outnumber you, they have animals, they have weapons, they have chariots. Mm-hmm. Which means that if anybody's seen an old movie yeah. such yeah. as uh, the jug, Juggernauts, Jason and the Juggernauts, or if you've seen a movie, any movie with Charleston it's Heston, the man. yes, yeah, I was finna go there. Yeah. Any movie with Charleston Heston, they in these chariots and they able to get you quick and move quick, cause a horse moves fast. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. God knows you got to debilitate these things in order to not get hurt. Yeah,
0: then horses can trample people.
2: Correct. Yeah. And then the chariot itself, <laughs> with the horse on it, can trample you as well. <laughs> yeah. So now we have to debilitate, cripple your army, and the other reason is, is that God did not want Israel to have these horses and his chariots, because they he wanted them to depend on him. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. Think about it. It would have been an asset for them to get chariots.
0: And, horses, yeah.
2: and the horses are, you know, are debilitated, but they still got they got donkeys and stuff like that. Right. They could have used that in the war, but that was one of the reasons my sources say that it, it makes sense. I don't want nobody using this. If we're gonna fight, we're gonna fight on even footing. Okay. Let's fight fair, which ain't no fight fair, but let's fight on a footing that shows that God is doing this and not the horses and the chariots. Mm-hmm. All right. So once again, it's showing that this is God's war because God told Joshua what to do. He's still in tune with him. Mm -hmm. Amen. So he's not in chapter 9 no more. Mm -hmm. Chapter 10 and 11, Mm -hmm. he is listening to God (laughs) and he's being successful and victorious. Okay, let's go to verse 7, Nancy.
3: So Joshua and all the people of war with him came upon them suddenly by the waters of Merom and attacked them.
2: So they thought, the north people thought they was going to come to them and get them first, but God gave them a warning, and so Joshua went went to attack them. Okay, go ahead.
3: The Lord delivered them into the hand of Israel, so they defeated them and pursued them as far as great Sidon and Mizrathah, Maim and the valley of Mizpah to the east, and they struck them until no survivor was left to them.
2: Okay. So, if you have your map, and I apologize, I was running my mouth at court and left my court. If you look on your uh, map in your book, or if you Google it, Sinai is, is way up in, <coughs> if you, in, in the map. So, they ran them once again. Remember when we talked about in chapter 10? These people keep getting run out, keep running <laughs> which way? The, the five kings, what happened to them, um, Lord? They ran into a cave away way down. down. They were not even nowhere near the battlefield. They ran and left their people. Oh, now, these other people getting ran up, and he's conquering all these other areas. Now, y'all went, just think about it. you big and bad, right? you big and bad, but why is y'all steady running?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, but y'all said y'all was going to come and get them. Right. Y'all ain't got together and instigated this, right? So, um... They and he says, and and they struck them until he left no remaining. So everybody died. Keep on.
3: Joshua did to them as the Lord had told him. He hamstrung their horses and burned their chariots with fire. Keep on. Then Joshua turned back at that time and captured Hazar and struck its king with the sword. For Hazar formerly was the head of all these kingdoms.
2: Now he lead, he fight, he right he chased them all the way to Sidon. Come back to Hazor because why does he Why do you think that he went back to Hazor?
0: Because he was the ringleader. Thank you.
2: He was the Same instigator. Because they could have been. <laughs> let's remember in chapter before chapter nine, Joshua was going to place to place <laughs> to place. Now when the southern people got together to so him, God and said, just go and do everything. Now he cut this king's head just like he cut the other people's head, right? But before he was going to place to place, this slowly. But they decided, oh no, we finna come after you. So now you, he didn't instigate the fight. Joshua not once instigated the fight in chapter ten or eleven. Now the other ones, he came around to Jericho, he instigated (laughs) it. But at the end of the day, in chapter eleven. The other people wouldn't have came after Israel if it hadn't been for Hazar. So now his head get cut off. And what else happens?
3: They struck every person who was in it with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying them. And there was no one left who breathed. And he burned Hazar with fire. But Is Hazar Go, a city?
2: It's a city. Okay. Go ahead. Oh,
3: Joshua captured all the cities of these kings and all their kings and he struck them with the edge of the sword and utterly destroyed them just as Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded however Israel did not burn any cities that stood on their mounds except Hazar alone was Joshua burned
2: now let's just say it said we, this the miracle is not obvious but just think about this an a inferior army defeated a large army that's a miracle in itself. Because if you outnumber, who? if you have a large group of people, let's think about it. We have a large church coming here to fight us. Who do you think going win?
1: And we, we ain't got no strength.
2: weapons. We but let's just look at the numbers game. Right. The inferior right. army won over the large army. That's a, that might not be a mi- big miracle to us, like the earth staying. I mean, the sun staying still. But that is a miracle. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because it don't take a lot. It's kind of just like David and Goliath. It don't take a lot for God to do what He got to do. The
0: faithful. Friend. Always the faithful. Friend.
2: So these all these these kings and fail with his inferior army. That is to me a miracle in itself. Now, only three cities in it in, in Jer- Joshua so far have been burned. Can you name them? Okay,
3: so Hazar one. Uh huh.
2: Okay. That has been burned.
3: Uh huh.
2: That been... The chapters one and ten. How many? How many um, cities have been burned? Jericho. Jericho is one. Thank you, oh, yeah. oh Lord. <laughs> Jericho, Azi, A, I, and Hazer are the only ones that've been burned completely. Now a whole bunch of people and died, but those were the only cities that've been burned. Okay. Um. Uh. to go. Everybody, go to Psalm seventy-eight and fifty-five. 70, 80, and fifty-five.
0: Psalm 78 and 55.
3: 75.
2: 78 and 55. Now, I say cities been burned. I didn't say people. Cause a whole bunch of people been
0: burned. <laughs> yeah. Am I
2: correct or incorrect? A whole bunch of people been burned. Well, you
0: say everybody died people. They also the
2: sword, to sword, yeah. yeah, but a couple of people got burned in Israel. Got, who got burned in Israel? Oh, um, his name, Agen. Uh-huh. So okay. Family. Go He's ahead, Say with
3: 55.
2: Okay. 78, 55. 78, 55. 78,
1: He drove out the nations before them. He apportioned them for a possession and settled the tribes of Israel in their tent.
2: So what he's doing now in chapter 11 is he did the northern campaign. He did the southern campaign. And so in chapter 11, God's promises are about to be fulfilled. Everybody see that, right? Because in order for Israel to take possession, you got to get the other people out. of the the land that you you think is yours so they got to get even though these people live there let's say in legal terms they were squatters and you got to get the squatters out even though it was these people's land okay let's go um, let's go back to 12 and read to 15 verse 15 Mm -hmm.
3: it says the Lord had commanded Moses his servant so Moses commanded Joshua And so Joshua did. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord had commanded Moses.
2: Okay, so let's go to Deuteronomy 20, 16 through 17, and see what Moses told him to do. 20, Deuteronomy 20, verses 16 through 17.
3: Next,
2: Deuteronomy 20, verses 16 through
3: 17. Only in the cities of these peoples that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, you shall not leave alive anything that breathes.
2: Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How does it sound familiar?
3: You just read that in Joshua. (laughs) Go ahead. But you shall utterly destroy them the Hittite and the Amorite, the Canaanite and the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that they may not teach you to do according to all their detestable things which they have done for their gods, so that you would so that you would sin against the Lord your God.
2: Okay, so oh, thank you, Jesus. Just something un- popped in my head. So the reasonable thing would be we conquer this land and we enslave these people and we live amongst each other because the reasonable thing would have been um, not kill them, but to live in harmony, mm. right?
0: Make them subjects.
2: Let Make them subjects, correct? And show our authority. Exactly. And show us our authority. Mm-hmm. But the problem when you do that is that whenever you put make people slaves and subjects, you have the incorporations of their practices and their cultures yeah. affect you. Yeah. So let's take this. Yeah. Um, we Or even
3: some intermingling. Correct.
2: Intermingling. We're all adults here. Mm-hmm. So you take people from a foreign land and you bring them here. And you enslave them. Do you not think that the intermingling of the cultures are going to affect each other?
0: Especially yeah. when the one that's enslaved, they'll take on the correct the culture of the but the, the ones the
2: power. who who enslaves them takes some of their um, yeah. characteristics as well. So the funny thing was this popped in my head, two things popped in my head, but I'll do the first analogy first. Yesterday I was watching TM, T's TMC or TMC whatever, TM Turner movie classic, okay? Talked about the history of blackface. And the history of black faces, with that the people, the Caucasian Americans, would take the characteristics of African Americans and perform. Now, in some ways, it was a in, in some people's mind it was a form of flattery because they liked the way that they danced and they moved and they t- acquisition that. That's another form of assimilation in reverse. You might not think it's that way, but it is. So that's they taking somebody else's culture. Somebody else's dance, somebody else's music, and displaying it for everybody to see. As we all adults, ain't no disrespect, it's just an example, okay? So there was something that you liked that they were doing, and you're displaying, displaying it for everybody to see, except you're doing it in a, in a negative way. That's one way of assimilation, get it? The other way is you take these other people from another country, and you teach them Christianity. I'm not saying it ain't nothing bad, thank you, Jesus. But that was not their culture. So now you're teaching them something that they would never, if they had stayed in their homeland, would have probably came to them later, or had, would probably came down like it's supposed to, instead of you and insemin- making <coughs> them to, uh, pray and um, worship mm-hmm. your God. Mm-hmm. That is one of the reasons why God in His providence in this chapter may says that the abominations that the Hizzites and all these other people were practicing, it makes sense why you would destroy them instead of assimilation. Mm
3: So that you don't take the chance on assimilation.
2: Correct.
0: But in the Roman Empire, now you can see why the Romans were such uh, at one point decided to start killing the Christians and the Jews because they began to affect their authority. Correct. You know what I'm saying? The Romans didn't care that you kept... Romans were, were a whole different kind of breed, whereas they didn't care that you kept your ways, your rituals, as long as you paid your taxes. Think about the United States mm-hmm. government. As long as you pay your taxes and say, Caesar's Lord, you can do what you want to do. But eventually God knew that even with that for a period of time, it was okay, but eventually that thing which you try to hold back becomes assimilated and popular. Correct. And they couldn't stop the Christians or the Jews.
2: Correct. It was like a slow
0: boy. Yeah, it was a slow thing. Yeah.
2: And so instead of incorporating and intermingling, because we see in the Bible what happens when you intermingle. Mm -hmm. Then the people start worshiping the idol gods. And they start doing things that, there was. look at Ezekiel time. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: When you intermingle, not saying this is the Old Testament uh, lesson, I'm not saying nothing for now. We're not applicating. But when you're intermingling and they are going against God's words, it's easier for you to assimilate than to go up against the grain.
0: Yeah, somebody has to
2: give. Yeah. So everybody ain't gonna yeah. be like uh, Meshach and Abednego, and say we're not gonna worship this God and we're gonna go on this fire. If that had to be, you had the choice between getting burnt up and worshiping an, an idol god. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear nobody say I'm gonna get burnt up. Right,
0: and they were anomalies. You know, they weren't the right. Name, they know, because so- they had already been assimilated. Correct. To a certain level.
2: They had already been in in in, in some, some aspects been, um castrated or in, Neb- and Never Correct. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: So I don't... I'm not trying to be funny but we... Ain't nobody... You, if you, you say I gotta go to the gas chamber or worship your idol, I don't know how many people gonna say I'm going to the gas chamber.
0: So so then even when we bring it to the New Testament God is always saying light has no Nothing in common with darkness. Correct. Holy has nothing in common with the profane. Correct. A little leaven leavens the whole lump eventually.
2: And the difference between the Gibeonites and these other people was the Gibeonites were, even though they were conniving, they were smart enough to say, let me me do your light. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to die. What's the call of who was the whore in Jericho was smart enough to say, I found out who your God is. Mm-hmm. I want to live and I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. He, all these kings had choices.
0: Let me ask you something. Because the Gibeonites tricked them, wasn't they part of the total destruction? Correct. And because they got tricked. Correct. Eventually, what happened when we say happened? They they started as as many as they destroyed that one tribe that got away with it, it infiltrated like, them.
2: Infiltrated them. But at the time, they couldn't go against God's word right. because they promised that they would protect them.
0: Right, so, they gave they and gave their
2: word. And they swore an oath under God's name. Mm-hmm. So at that time, they couldn't, God didn't renege on it. They had to they had to be strong. So let's go uh, 16. We just did 16. Yeah, 16.
3: Thus Joshua took all that land, the hill country and all the Negev and all the, that land of Goshen, the lowland, the Arabah, the hill country of Israel, and its lowland. From Mount Halek that rises toward Seir, even as far as Baal Gad in the valley of Lebanon, at the foot of Mount Hermon. And he captured all their kings and struck them down and put them to death. Joshua waged war a long time with all these kings. There was not a city which made peace
2: with the sons of Israel. Stop. The conquest of t- took seven years.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Only Gibbon submitted without a fight. took seven years to do this. So when we read in the Bible, we have to put it in context. This didn't happen. I'm killing some people today. I'm killing some people tomorrow. This took seven years. Because that's a lot of land to cross on foot.
0: And a lot of people to coordinate together to get them to fight all together at one time. Exactly. Yeah. Go just
2: ahead. like a war now. Mm-hmm. We um okay, go ahead.
3: There was not a city which made peace with the sons of Israel except the Hivites living in Gibeon. They took them all in battle, for it was of the Lord to harden their hearts, against <laughs> Israel in battle in order that he might utterly destroy them, that they might receive no mercy, but that he might destroy them just as the Lord had commanded Moses.
2: Okay, so key the, verse twenty is the key. It took who? Read that again.
3: For it was of, for it was of the Lord to harden their hearts to huh. be Israel.
2: So and what back. does that mean, y'all? That comes up in the Bible a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For
0: the Lord, for the, for the Lord to, Lord to harden their hearts. For the Lord to let them go with their natural disposition of born and sin and shape to the nickel. He doesn't put any restraints up, they just go their natural way, which is a hardened heart. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually do the hardening; he just removes the restraints and let them move in their direction. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. He so, says, God, they said, the note says here that this is judicial hardening. This is God's judicial hardening. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that God turned the Canaanites' hearts to fight in order that Israel might be his ju- judging instrument to destroy them. They were fully guilty of rejecting the true God. They had an opportunity to say, "You know what? Because there was a clause. Let's remember this clause, and that's the reason why the Gibeonites tricked the Israelites. There's a clause that says if they came in peace, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't destroy them.
0: So if they came in repentance, you do nothing. Correct.
2: They still had a choice. They still had a choice. Something popped in my head the other day. You have a choice to worship God. But the choice, but your commitment is what you follow through. So your choice is just a choice, but unless you're committed to, to this choice, it doesn't mean anything.
0: Right. You actually default in the negative if you don't make a decision Too, Because
2: mm-hmm. you basically, they, they decided, I like, and, and let's just be real. If you were the Canaanites and you had all this stuff, who is Israel to come and say, this is mine?
1: Right.
0: right.
2: But I'm gonna you you're gonna try to defend correct what
0: you, what's yours books. been been over history correct but and, but but once I saw the water going,
2: yes I'd be like well the given Knights <laughs> nice was smart whether yeah. they was yeah. conniving or not yeah. they was yeah, smart. They were smart
0: yeah
2: they used like brains instead of fighting
0: yeah
2: let's think That's about scary. it the whore in Jericho She's she smart. used her mind instead of instead of dying
0: so she they reduce they use. The, what they saw to renew their minds Correct. so they can make the right decision.
2: Because, think about it. The Even whole, if
3: their intent was only to just live.
2: Yes. Right. But the, but the, and then, But the, this is the thing. Let's think about it. I started off with this. You saw in chapter 10 <clears throat> what happened when you go fight the Gibeonites. <clears throat> Gibeonites that come and help me. <clears throat> and you see the slaughter. You hear about it. These other people heard about them chasing them five kings into the cave, cutting their head off, sealing them in the cave, then going fighting, doing their zigzag. Remember, we talked about this. You heard about this. Everybody hearing about this.
0: And Jericho and Egypt.
2: And Jericho, and they know I. the AI is yeah. gone. They know all this stuff. And you still say, you know what? But this is the, the thing is, I would have an arrogance too. Because I got this big old army. Thought, what you talking about.
0: And we got our own gods. Correct. Yeah. So,
3: yeah.
2: And then this is what I thought about this morning in the shower, which is so weird because I think about crazy stuff. I'm raised in a culture to to worship something. My mom taught me to worship this. My dad taught me to worship this. I'm worshiping this. This is all I know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to die because my parents taught me wrong. Yeah, I guess
0: the short answer is yeah.
2: Correct. To me, if you thinking, let's just think about outside the box, that ain't fair. That that's because I, the, the kids died. Remember? Mm-hmm. Remember in a um when they came out, they said whole people came out mm-hmm. to fight. Mm-hmm. But they fighting for something that they think is real.
1: Right.
2: Now, I watched a special about uh Daniel telling them that they're uh that king, it is special that some things they didn't meet the Bible and talking about their king um before they, you know, he had uh went to the lion's den, that he was showing them that they God wasn't real. So they put the food in the cave, food disappeared. So the story that the um A E said is that he put um some sand or something down, and then when they opened up, the food was gone, but you see the footstep to the secret compartment. And that was one of the ways that he showed them that your yo, yo, yo God ain't real. It's the priest who was taking the food. It's not in the Bible, so don't go look for it. It's one of the missing books in the Bible. So what my point is, is this. If you were to tell me right now that God is not real, I would say you would lie. So in this situation, these people, the Hittites, the and all the Hevites. you you telling them that they who they worship is not real, and so you got to die for it. But They still got a choice, because you know they heard about what happened with the Gideonites. You know they heard and they heard all this. They still had a choice. Would we logical have to think about, would we make the same choice they made? Would you fight, or would you assimilate?
0: Well, I guess each one, we probably say off the top, we would assimilate. But look how gracious God is if one, even if one teenager would have said, you know what, just like Rahab, just one
1: mm-hmm.
0: would have said, you know what, y'all go ahead, I'm just gonna hang back here and repent, change his mind towards the people of God, He, that person would have been saved. Correct.
2: Just but, one. but the killer part is, is this, you know, we sin, some of them might have wanted to say, let's say you changed your mind and said you wanna do that you still Mm -hmm. under somebody's rule and you got to go fight a war you don't believe in.
3: Or die.
0: Yeah. So I
3: guess my question is, but they weren't saying like, I'm going to fight you because I want you to worship my God.
2: No, they're fighting Joshua. That's what
3: I'm saying. They're fighting
2: Joshua because Joshua and God is defeating them on their land. And that they had already knew. Because you have to remember that this is their distant relatives. They knew that there was... History a long time ago that said God was going to come and get them.
0: What well, and you think about it? You say we say we look at okay. So then they were they would have had to die. Well, in the scheme of things, what the Bible teaches in the New Testament, it's better to die for God if that's what you're gonna die for. If than to die against God. Correct. See, either way, you are gonna die. You got once to die, and yeah. then there's the judgment. So if I'm gonna die, and I got a choice between going against my natural leaders and die for God's sake, because that's what God requires us to do if we need to than following the crowd and dying at God's hand because I know. Think about Romans 1. It tells us man has no excuse. And it started with that them, them verses back there. She, Venus is telling us God don't care. God's like, look, I've shown you who I am. So you either gonna you gonna be for me or against yeah. me, but you don't get to be neutral.
2: And they had too many. This is let's look at this. We're making it so simplistic, but it's to me. This is a long period of time. You ain't heard about the sun standing still. You ain't heard about this water going up. You ain't heard about them defeating Jericho just by walking around it. Yeah. This ain't now. This ain't and 40
0: years of slavery to in Egypt.
2: And this ain't wise tales. All right. This is all happening within a seven-year period of time. So it's not like how the stuff happened when they was walking around forty years, and if you just happened last, like, you know this ain't happening. You don't remember this. This is happening now. Mm-hmm. And so even with the let's put this, go back in the emphasis of the Northern Campaign. They knew what happened to their cousins in the South. But they was like, no, that's not going to happen to us. Well, and that's
3: just iffy. I mean, we knew that now. Like today, it's like, oh, that's not going to happen to us. but it's, it always can. it's always It happened to them.
2: And now and now we are in a reality that it could happen to us. Yes, And it could happen to us. Because people are so afraid now that they stated that the Secret Selective Service website crashed the other day because people are fearing of the draft. Because but, it can happen to us.
0: And, and let's be real. The Bible says, and it will happen to those who are disobedient."
2: Correct. So, in rea- we, in, I'm taking the application in that analogy. We always think it's not going to happen to us, but it will. When we take our focus off of what is important. Okay, let's go to verse 21-23
3: then Joshua came at, the, at that time and cut off the Anakim from the hill country from Hebron, from Debir, from Anab and from all the hill country of Judah and from all the hill country of Israel Joshua utterly destroyed them with their, with their cities, there were no Anakim left in the land of the sons of Israel, only in Gaza in Gath and in Ashdod some remain
2: okay. So let's talk about the Ananites from the hill country. The Ananites from the hill country. Anybody heard of the Ananites before in the hill country? It just like
3: it's like it one
2: of those lists, like the Ananites, Parasites. It, it just okay. like it's one of those so lists. A- let, me, let me tell you about Achim. the enemies and who A-chem. dwelt in the southern area that Joshua had defeated. They descended from Akan, long neck. And they related to the giants who Israel's spies felt smallest grasshoppers. So these are the people, okay, does everybody remember when Joshua was younger and he, Moses was still alive and we had to go get the report and eight Just people came back? Oh, so these yeah. are the giants with the bad report when Joshua was young okay, yeah. and they were the ones that were scared of Israel during this time. Yeah. They were not destroyed. And you know how we know they were not destroyed even if we didn't read this chapter? Goliath. Thank you. Goliath was a descendant of Gath. Oh, okay. So they were not destroyed. They turned back in David's time. What? Leave her alone. So Gath, Gaza, and Asher was not destroyed. They survived. So and and it, it verified in Joshua that these they didn't die. So they it, they had a purpose, and when their purpose it came back in in David's time, at least Gaff did. Okay. Um, go ahead. Uh, where am
1: I?
3: So Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord has spoken to Moses, and Joshua gave it for an inheritance to Israel according to their divisions by their tribes.
2: Okay, let's go to Numbers 34. Oh. Okay. If you read Numbers 34, 2 through 13, it tells you how it's supposed to be broken up. So let's do that. Numbers 34. Mm -hmm, 2-13.
3: Command the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land of Canaan, this is the land that shall fall to you as an inheritance, even the land of Canaan according to its borders. Your southern sector shall extend from the wilderness of Zin along the side of Edom, and your southern border shall extend from the end of the salt sea eastward. Then your border shall turn direction from the south to the ascent of Acrobim and continue to Zen and its termination shall be to the south of the Kadesh Barnea and it shall reach Hazaradar and continue to Asmon. That's the four. Keep on. The border shall turn direction from Asmon to the brook of Egypt and its termination shall be at the sea. As for your western border, you shall have the great sea, that is, its coastline. This shall be your west border, and this shall be your north border. You shall draw your borderline from the great sea to Mount Hor. You shall draw a line from Mount Hor to the lebo Hamath, and the termination of the border shall be Zedad, and the border shall proceed to Ziphron, and its termination shall be at Hazar-Enoch. This shall be your north border. For your eastern border, you shall also draw a line from Hazar-Enen to Shepham, And the border shall go down from Shepham to Riblah on the east side of Ain, And the border shall go down and reach to the slope on the east side of the Sea of Chenareth. And the border shall go down to the Jordan, and its termination shall be at the Salt Sea. This shall be your land according to its borders all around. So Moses commanded the sons of Israel, saying, This is the land that you are to apportion by lot among you as a possession, which the Lord has commanded to give to the nine and a half tribes. For the tribe of the sons of Reuben have received theirs according to their father's household, and the tribe of the sons of Gad according to their father's household and the half-tribe of Manasseh have received their possession. The two and a half tribes have received their possession across Jordan, opposite Jericho, eastward toward the sun rising.
2: So this is some, this Joshua remembers the instructions that God gave Moses. Let's go to Deuteronomy eleven twenty three 23-25. And yeah, I do remember that in Ezekiel, David's going to get this land back somehow. Part 20. of the prophecy. Remember at the end of Ezekiel. Go ahead. He said 11, 11 and 23. 23.
3: Then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you, and you will dispossess nations greater and mightier than you.
2: Did it happen? Yep. yep. Did this happen in chapter 11, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
3: Every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. Your border will be from the wilderness to Lebanon and from the river, the river Euphrates, as far as the western sea. No man will be able to stand before you. The Lord your God will lay the dread of you and the fear of you on all the land on which you set foot as he has spoken to you.
2: Let's go to Numbers 26. 52 to 55
3: Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Among these the land shall be divided for an inheritance according to the number of names. To the larger group you shall increase their inheritance and to the smaller group you shall diminish their inheritance. Each shall be given their inheritance according to those who were numbered of them but the land shall be divided by lot. They shall receive their inheritance according to the names of the tribes of their fathers.
2: So now we understand why the tribes are named the way they're named. And Joshua has these instructions. So we go into chapter 11, and now we finally see the beginning of the allotment because it took them seven years. And, and we have to realize, it wasn't, these people weren't going to give up their land without a fight and to expect something different is not human nature and so we are in chapter 11 and at the end of chapter 11 he starts dividing um, the land and then um, and the land had rest from war so he had conquered the, north, the northern and the southern and now they, 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 they must be tired of fighting so it's, we we ain't finna fight right now. So we ain't been through a lot, right? And mm-hmm. chat we started with mm-hmm. him. We we are in chapter next week. We'll be in chapter twelve, but we've done a Jocelyn done a lot in chapter one through eleven. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: lots of fighting, lots of um, strategizing, lots of. Obedience, disobedience,
2: <laughs> it's yes. more than just Jericho. Yeah. It's more than just Jericho.
3: Because it was a fulfilling of what we were just reading about
2: the Jericho. It's it's a God keeping his promise. But we have and we were talking about earlier because remember we talked about the book of Jasper. Now we know this isn't happened. He didn't get his appointment and then he started fighting.
0: Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk of Truth Radio Podcast and I want to invite all those within the St. Louis metropolitan area and around the world to come worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ Building located at 2301 Wallace Avenue Overland, Missouri 63114. We also have our Rescue Addiction Recovery Program on Mondays from 7 p.m. until 8 p.m. Our Bible studies are held every Tuesday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. You can also catch us, follow us, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Please come out and join us. Follow us. Follow our podcast. But most of all, get saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. And always remember, walk in truth. And if you'd like to contact me by email, you can do so by going to walkintruthministries at yahoo.com or w-i-t-m-i-n at yahoo.com. Thank you and bless you. And we look forward to worshiping and fellowshipping with you. Peace.